0: If you'll turn in your Bibles or your electronic device to Psalm 27, Psalm 27, we invite you to turn with us today. If you're a guest with us, my name is Ryan. I get the pleasure of hanging out with these awesome teenagers and you every week and uh, just part of the STS team and and just so honored that you're here and excited to see what God's going to do today. Um, we've been praying for you. We've been praying for today. We've been praying that God would just show you something huge today. And so over the next few moments, we want you just to lean in because God has something to encourage you with today. It's not anything that I have to say. It's not anything that that uh, it's, it's just God. And that's what we're going to be doing today. We're really going to be diving into Psalm 27 and uh, just seeing what God has for us. Hopefully, you'll leave encouraged. Hopefully, you'll leave a little challenged just to uh, just lean in on Jesus because, man, I tell you, there's no other place to uh, know the person, no other thing to lean into other than the one who created us. And I'm just, I'm blown away by his love and his mercy. <coughs> Excuse me. At times, at times, I can be one of the most impatient people. I absolutely hate waiting. Like, that is one of those things that just bugs me because I, I, I get impatient because I want stuff to happen. I'm like one of those guys that I want things to happen. Like Christmas time. Christmas time is so hard for me because when I... come down, whoa! So when I come down and I see presents underneath the tree, you know, and it's two weeks before Christmas, I'm like, that no... Like, you can't do that to me, Megan. Like, you can't put presents and it says, to dad. I'm like, that's for me. And why can't I open it now? Well, it's not Christmas time, but it's for me. And like birthdays, I, 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 I just get impatient because I just, I hate waiting. And I, here's the deal. I psych myself up for it because I'm like, this year is just going to be awesome this Christmas is going to be so cool. Or this birthday, I can't wait. I, you know, whatever. I cite myself up for it. I get so ready because I, I get impatient because I just want it to happen like right now. And I know that I'm not the only one in the room that gets excited about things, that gets a little impatient. But I'll tell you, I'll give you an example. If you're a gamer and people, people who play games, you know, for a long time, and maybe they still do it, man, they would go. They, they knew a console or a game would come out on this day, and what would they do? They would go and buy a tent that they've never used. And we're like, we're going to do some urban camping this weekend. And we're going to go out and set our tent out in front of Best Buy or, or GameStop. And we're going to stay the night for Call of Duty... 15 and just ready to, to rock this or or Xbox 400. I don't know, but you're just ready and you get so excited psych- You can't wait till like the middle of the day on that date. You have to be 1201 running in there. Take my money now. That's where you're at. Or if you're a lady, because there there might be a few ladies that be like that, but there, if you're a lady, you know when it's date time, it's date night, you've got this date going on. It's Friday night, and it's date night, and everything's right, and you're like, man, I've got this date, and I've got to get home. School's out like 3 o'clock or 2.30, whenever you get out of school. You rush home, and the date's not till 7, but you rush home, and you're like, oh, i got to get ready. i got to wash my hair three times, and then i got to go through my closet. I don't have anything to wear and you're painting the barn you know and you're just ready you know just getting ready and then because it's gonna drive me crazy you go in your closet and you're like I don't have anything to wear and you put like 15 outfits on and then you find the one you find the one the size double x shirt and Nike shorts and you're like that's what I'm wearing for my date. And you get excited because these things aren't bad. You just get excited and we get impatient because we just, man, it's in the waiting where excitement builds. It's in the waiting where excitement builds, but also it's in the waiting where loneliness can haunt. It's in the waiting where excitement can build, but also where loneliness can haunt and and I just want to throw this out this morning that we're not alone in this. We haven't been the first ones that have been anticipating God to do something or something big to happen. We we're not the only ones. And David we see in Psalm 27 was exactly where we've been before. And we see here his sadness goes to singing, his torment goes to thanksgiving. And this is a roller coaster psalm. In Psalm 27. So I want to I dive in here this morning. We're going to pick out a few things. We're going to talk about it, and, uh, and we're just going to see what God has for us. So Psalm 27, if, the, if you're there, say yeah. Yes. Say like, oh, someone said yes. That's very good. All right. Psalm 27. Let's look at it. Start in verse one. The Lord. Time out. Time out. The Lord. If, if you know how I like to just stop, it's all about, it's all about God. Everything from beginning to end is all about God. And David right here just starts it off the Lord. He gives the credit right here to God, Yahweh, that which has always been I am. And I love it. So Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. And whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I'll be confident. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple." Verse 5, for in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his table I will, sac- or will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. We're almost done. Verse 7, hear my voice when I call O Lord. Be merciful, merciful to me and answer me. My heart says if you seek his face, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me and do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desires of of my foes for my, or for false witnesses rise up against me, breathing out violence. Last two verses, here we roll. I'm still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. And David ends it with this, and wait for the Lord. So if we were to break these, or this chapter of Psalm 27 down in three things, Three ways, three different parts to make it a little easier to understand. Number one, if you're taking notes, I hope you are, turn to the notes app and just write this down real quick. Number one, David ponders, David ponders. We see this in verse one through six. He's pondering. He's kind of talking to himself. He's kind of reminding himself of who God is. The Lord is my light and my salvation. And that is so huge to understand that light overcomes the darkness. Let's do an illustration real fast. You've probably done this before, but I want you to put your hands together in a little cup and I want you to look in it. I want you to make a little cup and. And make sure there's darkness in your cup. Everybody got darkness? Close that darkness up. Make sure like, it's not like this. That doesn't work. So you want to make a little cup. Look inside. It's dark in there. If you see a little red, that means it's not dark all the way. So make sure it's so super dark. And then close your thumb over it real fast. And we, everybody have darkness in your hand? Yeah. Do this. Don't clap because then you... All right, so everybody got it. All right, so here we go. On a count of three, here's what we're going to do. We're going to throw and release our darkness. Not everybody's doing this. Put your hands together. Find some darkness in your hands. And so here's what I want you to do. On a count of three, we're going to unleash our darkness into the into this room. Whew. All right, you ready? I still, mine's still dark. Here we go. Well, <laughs> somebody's doing a whippoorwill. Uh, here, I hear you. So here's what I want you to do. One, two. Not yet, man. You middle schoolers are jumping the gun. One, two, three. What happened? <laughs> you say, Ryan? That's that's kind of a silly illustration, but well, let me tell you, that light will always overcome the darkness. Listen. Light is not the absence of darkness, but darkness is the absence of light. And when David says, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? He's psyching himself up and he's reminding himself that God is everything to him. God means absolutely everything to him. And he says, whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid of? No one, because God is on my side. So number one, verses one through six, he ponders the things of God. He's he's kind of reminding himself, psyching himself up, just reminding himself, pondering what God or who God is. And number two, verses seven through 12, he prays. We see this in verses seven through 12 that he's praying to God. Hear my voice when I call, O Lord my heart says of you, seek his face. And it's so cool to me when I hear this and I read this, what David says. And he says, my heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. And I can just imagine how he's had times just like maybe you and I have. where there's, there's times where we're in doubt or those times where we're in struggle where there's times where we just don't know what's going on. In our hearts just screaming out to the Lord, seek God, pray. See what God has to say in this situation. See what God has to say to you. See what God has to show you, wants to show you, wants to bring you along in this, and your flesh is screaming out, no, no. But David says here, I love it, your face, Lord, I will seek. No matter what happens, I will seek your face. And he prays to God. And he says, verse 11, he says, teach me your ways, O Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. He's saying, I've got people coming against me. I've got people coming after me. People fighting me. I got people on my shoulders, on my back. And he says, God, I need you to show me exactly what you would do in this situation. I need you to show me and give me clarity and wisdom and understanding of how to follow you. So Lord, when I look to you, God, let, allow me to just gaze into who you are. Allow me to see you. But not only allow me to look at you, God, you look at me. Let me look in your eyes and see That you're there. And some of you in this place, you're like, man, this isn't for me. I've got it all together. Everything's good. I'm going to tune out for the next few minutes. But here's the deal. You're the exact person that next week you're going to go, I don't know what to do. And I just want to encourage you right here. God's got something for you. Or maybe you're living in this right now. It's a dark, dark time. You don't know what's going on. Your parents are, are just fighting all the time on your school. You're already the second week, first week, and you're always already down in the dumps because either people are picking on you or you can't get the right classes going on or things just don't look right. But let me tell you, Psalm 27, is the, this is your encouragement this morning because I have to tell you, my friend, that something big is going to happen. And I see it through the life of David. Because not only does he ponder the things of the Lord, not only does he he praise to the Father, number three, he psychs himself up for what God has for him. He pumps himself up because he knows where he is at is not the end. He knows that everything that he's going through does not define him. Look at these last two verses. He says, I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He said, it's not a doubt. It's not a maybe. It's not a God could make his goodness fall upon this as I'm alive and I'm on this earth. It could happen. No, I will see the goodness of the Lord. And so what does he say? He says, while I'm waiting, I'll just go ahead of him and not worry about what he has to do. I'll go two steps ahead of him, and then God can just catch up to me. He says, I'll go maybe just a few more days. I'll look into the future. I kind of know where we're going, and I'll just do whatever I want to do, and then God can catch up to me. No, 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 no. That's not what he says. Look at this. He says, I will wait for the Lord And I will be strong and take heart. And listen, he reminds himself one more time, I will wait for the Lord. And I want to pose this question for you. When was the last time that you truly were excited about waiting on what God has for you? I bet you, from side to side, to front, to back. If I was to ask you this question, if you would want something, God to do something big in your life, I, I already know the answer. For ninety-eight percent of you, it'd be yeah. For those two percent, i was like, I don't know. But you're you're in this place, and you're like, I don't know if I want God to do something big. I I I I I, I, I do want Him, but it's the waiting. It's the it's the thought of. Can I get excited? We can get excited about the Olympics. We can get excited about Georgia football. We can get excited about the Braves. No, we can't because they stink. But uh, it's like we can get we can get excited about stuff, and we it's easy. Some of you would even say I got excited about school, and I get excited about friendships, and I get ex- some. I said some of you, not all of you. But but you get excited about these things, the earth, and, the, and, and and we get excited about things that honestly, at the end of the day, will pass away. But let me ask you. Do you get excited about the things of God? Do you get excited about coming to church? Do you get excited about talking to your parents about what God's doing in your life? Do you get excited about having a conversation at the lunch table from the, with the person that's sitting across from you? And saying, today's the day. Today's the day. I might share Jesus. Jesus. Do you get excited? Listen, right now, I I tell you, in my life, in my life, I am so stinking, and that's not a a big enough adjective, but I'm just so stinking excited about what God is doing. You say, Ryan, I don't know what you're excited about. You will. You will. But God is moving and shaking in some conversations I've had even this week in the Church of the Apostles, in SDS, with some of you. And we are on the brink, I'm just, just being honest, we're on the brink of God just exploding if we would just wait on Him to do something big. Now in that waiting, we have to, it's not just waiting. There's an anticipation there. Cause you see, I don't think David was just sitting there like, "All right, God, you just do your thing. I'm just gonna chill. I'm just gonna sit back, whatever. God, do your do your deal. I'll wait on you." It's not like, you know, waiting on your friends at the mall. Like, when are they gonna get out of that store? Oh my gosh, I'm just ready. No, it's like God's gonna do something. God's gonna move. God's gonna shake. Lean in and look at me for a second. Listen, God's going to do something big, and my question is, are you ready? Are you ready? I see three things here. If I was to look at these verses and just kind of put them in our mindset, here's what I want you to do. Number one, I want you to remember who you are. Remember who you are. Verses one through six it, it 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 reminds you if you know God as your salvation, if you know God as your Lord and Savior, I want you to be reminded who you are in Him. There's no fear. There's no there's no worry. We sing this song, and we sang it a gazillion times, but God is our good, good Father, and we we just get to the point where it's like, oh, man, we hear this song one more time, and it's like, oh, whatever. Some of you make fun of it, and some of you sit there and just like, whatever. But do you understand that God is your good Father? He is your Father, that you can crawl up in His lap. We talked about this in our high school Bible study, that When everything looks crazy, when everything looks nuts, and when everything looks out of control, that He is never shaken. He is our stronghold. And in our worry, in our doubt, He lifts us up. And my hope and my prayer is, for myself included, is that every day, I just want to be in His presence. I just want to be where He is. I just want to be there. But number two, not only do you remember who you are, you remember whose you are, 7 through 12. You remember whose you are. But you can seek his face. And not only can you seek his face, he'll turn his face to you too if you know him. You can look into his eyes and you can hold his hand. You say, Ryan, I can't physically do that. You're right, you're right, you're right. But you remember in those moments where I said that Excitement, it builds, or the waiting builds excitement. But at the same time, in that waiting, loneliness can haunt. And so many of you are so lonely. You say, Ryan, I would... No, I'm not. No, you are. And you try to mask it, and you try to put this big front in front of you, and you're like, I just... This is who I am. And you're, I'm going, no, it's really not who you are. And you're like, this is who I am. I'm, I act like this. I talk like this. I snap like this. I send these things. And I do this. And no, it's not. It's not who you are. Because who you are is a child of the king. And when we understand that we're a child of the king and we understand whose we are, that's the game changer. That's the game changer. And that leads to number three. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Right now, I'm in that waiting period of God just to, just to move and shake and explode. And I'm, I'm waiting in anticipation. I'm waiting in anticipation for God to move because there's so many of you, I just want to grab by the shoulders and go, "Do you see the potential that God has for your life? Do you see that he wants to use you?" And some of you're like, "All right, whatever. That's cool, Ryan." But chill. Sweet. Use him. Use her. Use them. But for me, I'm going to do my own thing. And I'm going to tell you, friends, don't. Don't. Don't settle for what the world has. This year, you're going to see some things. You're going to hear some things. You're going to be a part of some things that are going to blow your mind. And I'm really excited about that. And you're going, Ryan, I don't know what you're talking about. But listen. Listen. For some of you, God's put a song in your heart that you can only sing to him and that you want to bring some people along. I can't wait. For some of you, he's put a story in your heart to tell. I can't wait for you to tell it. For some of you, he's put a service project in your life to do. Man, I can't wait to watch you explode in that for him. Just wait. Just wait. Because over the next few months and God wants to do something through you, don't miss it. Don't miss it. So here's how I want to end today. Let's stand up. Everybody stand up. I want you to truly know, I want you to truly know, I don't want you to ever doubt this, that you're loved. Some of you haven't heard I love you in a long time. Whether it be from your friends, whether it be from your family, whether it be from your mom, whether it be from your dad, whether it be from brother and sister, but I want to tell you, I want to encourage you this morning, wherever you're at, you're loved. When I think about the body of Christ, I was having a conversation with my beautiful oldest daughter, and we were talking about church. And I was—I was, I was just—we were talking about something, and I said, "Well, what's the church?" And and she said, "We go to church all the time." And I said, "I said that's true, that's true, but at the end of the day, what is church? You know what church is, us." It's us. It's us coming together as a body of believers. And, and this is home. This is home. I like going home. I like being at home. There's something, some of you don't like being at home. Well, let me tell you, this is home. And when you're at home, it's safe to be at home. When you're at home, excitement builds at home. And when you're at home, you should feel loved and you should be accepted and you should feel like you're a part of the family. So let me just encourage you one more time. This is home. And our staff, we're here for you. When you're struggling, when things are going tough, man, we want to be there. Allow us to be there. You're going to get a phone call. You're going to get a text from us going, hey, you want, to, you want to grab coffee? You want to catch up sometime? You want to grab a meal? Man, my encouragement to you is say yes. Here's why. It's free. <laughs> Duh. Why would you not? If it's free, it's for me. Don't say the next part. Give me three because we can't pay for three. But, but here's the deal. We're here for you, and we want to help. We want to love, and here's how I want to end today. I want you to look me dead in the eyes, everyone from front to back, side to side. I haven't prayed for you like this in a while, and I want to have the honor of doing this, so if you would hit me right in the eyes with your eyes, not with your fist. God, I love you, and I thank you for these teenagers. They mean so much to me, and God, more so they mean to me, God. They mean a ton to you. And so, God, this morning, I'm so thankful that they're here. I'm so thankful what you're doing their life. I'm so thankful that you have a call and a plan for their lives. Now oh, you're good. You're good. I can move around. And that you have something to tell them. That you're not far away. That you're right. Where you want them, and so God, I pray as they seek you, and God, I truly pray that they seek you. I pray that this week, Lord, I pray that this week is the best week that they've ever had. I know that's a bold prayer, God, but that's what I'm praying. And I pray that they understand that they're loved, and that this is home, and that our staff, where they're here, we're here for them. And God, just coming to church. On a Sunday and Wednesday, there's more to it than that. God, you want a relationship with my friends. And so, God, we wait on you. We wait on you, God. We wait on you to do something big because we wait in anticipation on a God that created the heavens and the earth that is bigger than we could ever imagine. And so, Lord, as we leave this moment of worship and this moment of Bible study, I pray that we transition from here to big church. And, God, you let us worship you with everything we have. God, you let us sing to you. You hear, or we hear, and you talk to us through your word. Bring us back together on Wednesday. Or, God, if you would so choose before that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you guys.